unfortunately for us, there is no rule about that. And what the, what I find in that exact same position is the necessity to function according to those ones that are needed, or according to um, the ability to act freely and accurately. We're talking about the accurately part, because the, the freely part is, well, I guess also in question. So the freely and accurately in every situation, that's what we're talking about. Which defined as wise innocence and or basic goodness or whatever. So you're beyond the functioning of the level beyond the rules. Yeah. If you're looking for a rule, it's not going to happen. There's pain by thinking you have to make such a decision to pain the thing. Because I mean, that's what you're expressing is the pain of having to make that decision. You're in a position taking the responsibility at that level in the space to be in the position of making that level of decision. So along with it goes the pain. And that's why a lot of us will, will avoid or shun being in a position of making those decisions is to avoid that pain. So uh, for me anyway, it's just a matter of uh, what I, what's where I need to create here, what, what serves. There isn't a rule about that. Yeah, it's actually uh, up, up to you. And so, of course, there's a gremlin who wants to, you know, make everybody wrong. And then there's also the gremlin who wants to be adaptive and wait for everybody and then be a victim and get revenge later. So there's a lot of potential for gremlin to go on. And what you're what you're asking about is how do I avoid serving the gremlin? How do I serve the space? And yet, how do I hold a space impeccably? And uh, those are great questions to ask. <laughs> Always. Well, and the first one. 
the first deadline. But not the second. Which? No, I'm adding writing an article the last time. But not the last but, but I could ask you about writing one for this, this one. But I met the first deadline the first time. Yeah. But see, for me, it's like, because he's not hardcore about it, you know, that was responsibility back on me. It all did work for me that I met the deadline the first time. And then it was extended and extended and extended. Okay. And I agree, it's like there's, effect, there's an effectability issue there, okay. and, you know, and I wanted to talk about the whole, the whole newsletter thing, because it's like, the feedback that I'm getting is that I'm not getting any feedback, which is feedback, you know, I'm not got, nobody has, has, for anybody that we've mailed it out to from the group, nobody has said anything from this last one, especially, and, and it's like, so on some level, it just it's not, it's not working because I, I'm not getting anything back. Nobody is saying back the same. You know, good articles, bad articles, this didn't work for me. The only thing is, you know, when I'm corner read it, it said that some of the articles were weak. And that's really all he had to say about the plan. And, you know, so it's like there's a way that I'm not holding back. Well, I would like to invite you really to I'd like you to step into, you know, like being a source for people in terms of their career contribution and that. And giving clear feedback about what you see and what works for the newsletter and what you think, how you make it stand on what you're doing. And that has been been my goal. And and I've worked with that better on the first issue than I did on the second issue because we got, I allowed it to get behind the eight ball time-wise, and, and so I didn't take, the, take as much time going through. I would just call people and say, you know, can we change this, this, and this, and instead of saying, you know, asking them questions and saying, you know, is there a way to provide a little bit about this and let them do it, you know, I took it on myself to make some, some editorial changes as opposed to letting them write for themselves, you know, and that's, and that's a control thing. And I see that I do that. Around the sitting in the bowels, yeah. I just like the first day glanced at the clock in the bedroom and came out and the bells had, you know, then I sat down and then it was along and the bells rang. You know, and I guess I just made the connection that the clock in the bedroom, which was much easier to read at that hour in the morning than my watch, was reliable. And so if I didn't get the connection that we were late, like I did at the end of, I wondered why at the end of today, then when I got my watch, why did we, why did we finish late? I wondered about that. I didn't put it all together. But so that makes me wonder if there's a, if there's something else besides ringing the bells precisely on time or just totally letting it go and ringing the bells late, doing whatever you did in your head. Like, are there other options that, um, that would have, um, like, would have, um, like, would have, like, created to the impeccability, or would have, you know, like, somehow then would have made it, it, it different. Because, like, to have gone from a minute late, a minute late, to two minutes late, it's like, maybe something else was possible that would have, 
because I'm very rarely late for sitting at 5.45, and I go all the way to class, and I only had to walk from there to here. So, and I'm responsible for getting here on time. Like, I didn't even get it. I mean, I didn't even get that we were late. And I, I mean, I should, you know, I'm going, oh, geez, I should have, like, you know, checked my watch, and, you know, we have a clock with numbers and fit, which is, I think, what we were all looking at. You know, I should have synchronized it. Like, I've never even thought about it. So, I just think, what else could you have done besides ring the bells with nobody there this morning, or, you know, or whatever, the first morning between that and, um, like, doing nothing, and I, I'm assuming that the whole time through doing nothing, you've had a whole scenario going on in your head. That's the question. Well, well, but I, I suspect it's more than just the question. But it's at least been a conversation. Okay. How would you do the Before we went to bed, before we go to bed on Friday night, I would, I would speak to them and say, the bell can ring at this time for waking up and 10 minutes later at this time for we went to the next you know, and I see now I should have been responsible for that. I just, I don't think about it. I mean, I never, and I know the clock in my bathroom's different from the clock in my bedroom. You know, I know that, and I mean, it just, I sort of think of the clock as that I looked at as being right. And I just never When I'm doing the bell in the ashram, and he's there, there's a bunch of clocks all over the ashram in there, and there's another sometimes, especially with my watch, and whatever watch is out in the barn, or indicating. So when when he is there, he almost always sits in the morning. So if I get there, Seven o'clock, which is when he said, I would normally ring the bell. And he's not in his chair, I don't ring the bell. I just wait. And I assume that the clocks are off, or that he's doing something else. And there's no way in the world that I'm going to ring the bell and make him late. And my grandmother would love, I've seen other people ring the bell, even while he's just walking in the room and before he's sitting down. I'm like, Grandma, you just made your guru wrong. You know, what kind of, a, what does your grandma get from that? And another thing is they'll sometimes be writing. And we're at the end of the time, it's supposed to kind of be reading the bench, writing the words for songs or poetry or tomorrow. I don't know what. But he's writing. If he's writing, you know, I would not ring the bell for an hour after meditating. Right? I would sit there just for an hour. I don't give a shit what people would do. And um, it's really funny because there was a certain time where he said, told me, I was the guy going to ring the bell. And probably he said, I'm going to do some experiments with extending the meditating time. So after you ring the bells, I want you to ring the bells. And I'll decide when to ring the bells. So nobody else knew about this. So I ring the bell, everybody shuts their eyes or something, and I hand him the bells. It gets to be time to ring the bells at the end. And people are like, they look at the clock. And they look at me and I'm just sitting there. And the, the guy next to me, 
he goes on my leg, you know, like that. And I'm, I'm going, and this is the thing, a woman gets up from the back of the room, comes up and goes on my back like this. I'm going, this is amazing, you know, and they're all beating me up physically. Not, I'm not even just talking emotionally and psychically, I'm talking about physically beating me up. And Lee has the bells. He's sitting up there, I don't know what he's doing, but it was an amazing thing for you know, for him to have the bells and have all these machines do this and start beating me up because I was ringing the bell um, because of what the clock said. And then later on, he rang the bell. Everybody. Yeah, there's a whole lot involved. And I was a minute late this morning, ringing the first bell, the wake up bell. So. That's that, the that, that just whatever. Yeah. But, and I don't know, it just kind of seems like maybe, you know, that you had, had that conversation in your head for three days at Stemtown. Like, that was a really critical part of Holder is for the job manager, the job 
and the job manager space will look at all the other jobs, all of them, and there's, there's kind of like the person who's in charge of the kitchen, and then the kitchen crew, it's like there's a kitchen manager, and then the kitchen crew, and nobody's managing the managers, managing the managers, and really that's my fault, because I'm, I'm responsible for the whole thing at that level, so I'm not managing I was in Germany and I had 27 people and nobody had ever done anything like this before. I had, I did that. I started managing the managers, managing the managers, and I totally had total responsibility for the job manager. And said, you don't touch a thing. You know, your job is to manage the managers to manage their managers. And so they, and that like happened. People got so much from, they were always this coaching. And I only had to talk to one person, which was the top job manager. And if I saw something down here like the trash cans weren't being empty, I talked to the top job manager. And that, that person talked to like we went down to the whole system educated itself. From, and then the top job manager started getting the level of impeccability that was required. It just started to put that in place. And that was a really amazing leverage. So many people benefited from that. So that's something that we could do more of. Yeah, there's, there's things that I didn't, you know, um, at the, in working the time, in the transition, when I had to do logistics and stuff, I didn't, those things that didn't land. And I know that. I mean, you know, it's just things that I didn't get, he didn't understand. Well, and like, I would go to you, even though I knew Michael was doing logistics, because, <laughs> no, well, I mean, sometimes I went to you to ask, if I was asking a question, I was asking from your experience. But there were times that I went to you because if, like, you needed, or I thought you needed to be the one that. To throw the bag? Yeah. Well, or to, because it was more than just, I mean, there were things like I told Mike, like, you know, it, it would be really helpful to have all the towels folded, the head towels folded this way before we start. Just trying to grab three towels and fold them. It's not efficient. It doesn't work. So, like, I gave that directly to him. But there were th- other things like where like, that you needed to work with him on it. But like I spoke to you. Well, the first time I did that, I don't even know if you realized it or not, you said, well, it's not my, my responsibility. Mike's doing logistics. And then, like, there was like, kind of a shift in you to where it's like you got off of that attitude. I don't know if you even realized that. But, well, I knew that it was going to be handled. I mean, it was like, you know, I had to apologize to Mike because I, and I told him, I said, I'm, I'm taking over your space and I just, I don't want to do that. And, you know, I want you to be able to do that. And so, you know, I had to own that to him. That I was stepping in and doing things that I need, didn't need to do it. And there was a place that I needed to be because, because there was a space for me to be held. Yeah, and there's my, let me ask you a question. You're not getting it. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Let me get what you just said or what I said. Was it or was it not your responsibility to hold a space for logistics in the room? Yes, it was my responsibility. Okay. And specifically, what responsibility did you have? My responsibility was. I 
saw my response will be first to my, but that there was an overall responsibility to the room. It's like, you know, it was to not let Mike fail and to make sure that it's handled. So how would you, how would you put that, how would you put not letting Mike fail into action? Or how would you create that? How would you create Mike not failing? Well, there were several times that he and I talked, and I said, you know, do you think we should do this, or do you think this might work better than that? Let me say it a different way. Okay. There, and if I didn't think about this before, but there's different ways to hold space. And the way you're viewing what I experienced with you in holding space is a static way. And space is held, and there is like a level of uh, impeccability or something at that place, and that's a static holding of space. And what I'm talking about, I think what Sue's talking about, maybe too, is space being held as flow, as, as a, a, seri- a flowing action, enter a, a living thing rather than a static thing. And that, I don't experience you having that. So it's a new model for holding yeah. space, which is instead of being static, it's a fluid, flowing, evolving holding of space. And in that way, have a different relationship to all of the interactive jobs and everything that needs to happen for this space to be alive and impeccable. By, um, by the way you leverage yourself and by training somebody to train somebody to train somebody, coach somebody to coach somebody, manage somebody to manage somebody, then it's a flowing thing rather than are the grasses filled with water. And that's a static thing. Yeah, yeah and on some level you're I perceive as that you're too casual in terms of the willingness to take responsibility for crisp and capability. You know, it's like it's like when we were waiting on the music to start and the was getting music and that was a communication that you could have landed in that you could have been much more you know, much more service for the At the end last night or yeah, last night I mean did you all since you know there was a there was a definite drop in the ball Like not what do you think could have been different here? Look, 
you know, here's what you to happen that didn't happen on positive individuals. He needs that specific straight information. He doesn't need for you to play guessing games with him. He does need specific, concise feedback and coaching, but yet at the, at the same time, and it, it may just come from what folks talk about, like the fluidity, fluidity of it, is it's not ever going to be number one, number two, you know, if you follow, exactly follow this list. And, and it's not a set of rules. I mean, it'll never be this, you know, the same number of chairs or exact, you know, whatever. It's like, it, it, it can't be rigid. And yet it still has to be, like, crisp and precise. You know, and like I get in a way, like we're asking you to train Mike in a way that you didn't get trained. I mean, we sort of all just got this. You know, it was like it was just ours, and you know, and we we've learned a lot through trial and error. And you know, even though we learned that way, so I think we we have a responsibility to train people to follow us in a different way. Just because we didn't get it, so what? You know, like, you know, like, you know how logistics go in the room. So it was almost like, you know, sometimes I felt like, well, I got one day of training, you know. <laughs> You've had more than that. Go, you know, and it's like, and you did. You got one day of training, and, you know, you did a fabulous job. You've always done a fabulous job with how little training you got. Like there's a, so I can sense the flow of what's getting ready to happen. It seems like it's like I can I can know when folks going to want to fill us, and you know, but I don't know how to. I can't give that to somebody. It's I don't leadership. see how I can give it's, somebody. It's the leadership deal. It's the leadership deal. You know, it's like that's what you work on. Well, and you can't turn it loose to him until you have him. Right. We well, speak about it at that level. And like I had head and arm pillows, and somebody, you know, like I would, I would start to go to get him, and I would see he and Mike were getting. You know, it was like sometimes, and I don't think I was very slow getting over there to get him. So I usually do the same thing, but you wouldn't grab the head towels. Yeah, you know, because I it would be like, well, I'm here. Yeah, you know, and, and so I would think, why did they assign me? Head non pillows, but I, I mean, and if I was too slow, then like give me the feedback I was too slow about that. It's like, anyway, and and I did the, you know, I, I got the task. So. That's the casual. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you certainly need to pay attention that if I'm not, I'm oblivious to what's going on to get the pillows and then just, you know, like to give me feedback about that. And, you know, like there were times when I pulled up, you know, that day that you were, you know, keeping your guts out, you know, I pulled up the water because it was like the most important thing in that moment was the water got pulled up. So... Well, we all do that. Yeah, we all I mean, every, yeah. and I'm not yeah. the only one that did that. It's like we all have, we all have an overall responsibility, you know, 
and what happens in the room. But, um, but I can see how I was sloppy about it. I was. Because I was like, I wasn't the one that was there that was responsible for it. Well, but I think it's more than that. I mean, I think it was obvious to me. I really got this sense of, you know, hey, you've gotten more than I ever got. Like, maybe I'm really off about that. I just. situation like that, that would work, and a situation like that had tells me the color, but it needs to, I think it needs to not affect yes. the flow of what's happening, and, you know, and it needs to not be right. afterwards. Yeah, it can be done afterwards, and it just needs to be looked at to, you know, to what it is. And, you know, I mean, we laughed so hard, Vicki, because James knew he wasn't on the bucket, I knew I wasn't on the bucket, and we couldn't figure out who was on the bucket Saturday. I don't know, it wasn't Mike, it wasn't Betty Lou, we're like, I don't know who was on the bucket. And James was handling the bucket. So, anyway, we saw a list later, and James and I laughed so hard, because you know who was on the bucket? You. <laughs> That's the truth, that's Lou. <laughs> and we laughed, it wasn't until Sunday morning we saw that, and James and I, I think we were almost just like rolling out on the street. It was so funny. So yeah, sometimes somebody just needs to stop on my Like, and you really did that. You know, like, you really did, like, you never, like, it never got communicated, like, it's not my job, it's not my responsibility, it's like, you know, and it's like, it really, it, just the way you handle that, like, made a huge difference in the room. It's like, I mean, I think it gave people a, a, like, a confidence and a trust in what was happening in there. And had you like, hesitated at all, it, uh, it would have created something that would have affected the Baseball, really long time. It was. I thought that was very interesting listening to the new people talk about that yesterday. Yeah. About <laughs> what they thought. And how that affected them when you were growing up. Yeah, they thought it was staged. Oh, they did. Oh, now you. Until you start growing up. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? She really worked. Oh, my God. She's really good. <laughs> you were so white. <laughs> they had to have been thinking you were really, really good, though. Yeah. 
But you know, like you, you did that thing the night before with um, with Ron. You know, the the little acting piece of his toe, and you know, like you've done that. So. Constantly complaining about everything. I was really trying to pass it. 
shocking to realize that the more I tried not to do it, the more I did it. Yeah. 
certainly I feel drawn on Friday night, and I knew that in the moment. You know, the part of me that observes is going. That part of me knew all that. It's just kind of like, what a Storming down the hall and grabbing this woman to show you where the went, you know, that, I mean, that part of me knew all that. And it wasn't listened to in that moment. It was overridden in that moment. So, you know, that happens less and less and less. But obviously I set up a spiral from that. You know what may be happening is that in those times when we are creating drama, the observer isn't there. That's what we're going to do. Well, even it, part of it was there because even in the stomping around in the hotel and being so damn mad that the escalators weren't where they were supposed to be, it's like a part of me laughing about that, going. I'm just talking. Why do you get specific here? Well, the observation is without judgment. So if the judgment is there, it's not observation. That's the whole thing. It's really the crucial part because it's difficult. It's so easy to use the observation to fuel the judgment. I mean, I first encountered that one. Because it's like 